listening to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. And for this episode, my guest is a board-certified health coach, nutritional lifestyle coach, advanced personal trainer, mindset strategist, podcaster, author, and many, many more things. I'll be right back with LaJune Singleton. Good evening, June. Welcome to 247 Real Pod, Real Talk Podcast. Thank you for being a guest on my show. Thank you for having me. It's quite a pleasure. It's uh, Wednesday, December 1st, first day of the last month of what has been another tumultuous year, uh, yes. shortly past 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And... Um, I'm going to get right into this because when I introduced you, I said many, many more things because in reading about you, I think you have a whole lot of amazing um, information and insight to share with us. So before I get into that, just introduce yourself to me and my audience and tell us who LaJune Singleton is. So I am LaJune Singleton. Um, I reside in Maryland. I am originally born and raised in Northeast Louisiana. Um, I've been in the health and fitness and wellness industry for over 10 years. Um, have a book coming out actually this month I'm excited about. And, you know, this is also my birthday month, so I'm definitely excited about that as well. Um, just to, you know, my main goal is help individuals um, with health and wellness, you know, putting themselves first, finding that self-love and self-care for themselves and manifesting what they want out of life. That is, that is a great intro. Um, I still think from what I read and I think when the conversation, as the conversation goes, you'll find you're so much more than that. Um, in reading up about you, you, you have a quote here that seems to be sort of the essence of, of, of who you are and what you do is by Charles Kingsley, and it says the only way to achieve the impossible is to believe it is possible. That's a powerful quote. And I definitely believe that because if you don't believe you can achieve things in life, um, if you don't believe that you can be happy, if you don't believe that you can have love, that you can have the career that you want, you're not going to achieve it. So it first starts with you. No one can give you any form of belief but yourself. Yes. Um, and and, and, and in, in, in reference in your book, a statement I've read about uh, on, on your uh, media sheet says, some people seem to attract success and thrive in all circumstances while others seem to only navigate from one failing relationship or business venture to the next. The difference between triumph and loss is simple and revealed in the heralded book, Releasing My Trauma, The Root of Self-Sabotage by Lejeune Singleton, MPH. 
And so using that as the basis for this um, conversation, this chat, I'd like to go through these 10, uh, I want to call them uh, talking points. Um, they're more than that, and I'm sure my audience, because when I introduce you and they say things like, you know, health coach and all that, people, people sort of um, think in one direction. I don't think they're, about, they're ready for what they're about to hear from you. So <laughs> I'm going to go right in and start with number one. Don't manifest what you want. Manifest who you are. The floor is yours. Um, I definitely believe you, it's back to what you said earlier about belief. So if you believe what you want, you're able to get it. Um, but it all starts with who you are. If are a positive person. It's, it all starts with the inner you to get the things that you want. If your mindset is negative, you're not going to manifest what you want because words mean so much. Um, your subconscious means so much. So if you truly believe what you want, you can get it. Um, it all starts with who you are, your mindset. That's where it begins for you to manifest the things you want in your life. It starts with who you are. Okay. Is there a, and I'm assuming that when you say that, that, that can start at any time in your life. There's no limitation, age, or anything like that. It's just a mindset. Um, definitely, because for me, my mindset around money for so many years was so negative. And it was just, you know, self-sabotaging my thoughts around money. Um, over the past 2019 up until now, my mindset has definitely changed about money. Growing up, money was an issue. It was, you know, my mom, I would hear my mom say, you know, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. And all that is negative talk. So I had to learn to release those type of negative talk around money, release negative talk around career and relationships. So it all starts with no matter what your age is, you can change your mindset. That is that is uh that is really great and really um I think, you know, based on what's happened over the last two years and how people have had, a lot of people have had to restart their lives, restart their careers, you know, restart so much either because of job loss or, or human loss. So I think that's a powerful right. way to start this conversation. Um, and with that, um, depending on what you've gone through and then the fact that you change that mindset and decide to move forward, you know, we feel... In many cases, people go through this challenge of guilt, and that comes to your number two that says, through forgiveness, one can let go. Guilt is definitely a hot thing um, because we feel guilty about so many things in our lives, and it starts with self-guilt. Um, we feel so guilty about things. We are very hard on ourselves, and if you can imagine the things that we think and say to ourselves, we would be upset if somebody else said those things or did those things to us. So it first starts with forgiving yourself and letting go. We 
because there is no way that you can move forward and live that prosperous life that you want if you're holding on to your past and you're holding on to grudges. Let go. Let it go. Because what happened in the past is in the past. It's not coming back. Let it go. Right. And so in 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 doing so, and if you've gone through the process of letting go, your next step is to start pouring into oneself and investing in healing. Tell us about that. So you have to start pouring into yourself. Um, and that's one thing that we do not do. We do not take time for ourselves. We will invest in everything and everybody else. We will try to make everybody else happy and give everybody else love and attention, but that is one thing that we neglect to give ourselves. So start pouring into yourself. Start investing into yourself. Start loving yourself. Start making time for yourself. Give yourself self-care, self-love, and don't feel guilty about it. Um, because when you pour into you, especially if you're single and you're looking to get into a relationship, it starts with you because you know what you want. You know what that looks like for you, how you care for you. If you're not caring for you and you're trying to pursue a relationship, it's not going to be as successful because you're trying to pour into them, but you're not happy. Right, 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 right. And, and, and... I looked at one here that kind of um, speaks to that whole concept of letting go and you know pouring into yourself and self-healing. You said holding on to past affects health, physical, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. Um, I had a knee injury in 2011. It literally took Seven, seven years for it to heal because I was holding on to stuff. I remember when I was young and I would get sick all the time because I was dealing with childhood molestation. I was dealing with grief of losing my father and I would get so sick. I was working jobs that I hated and I was getting sick like every week or every other week that the days would work. Because I just had so much stuff going on. And when your physical health isn't well, um, your mental health isn't well, it affects your body. It affects you emotionally. You become depressed. You become stressed out. You become frustrated. It affects your spiritual. Because at this point, you don't really trust whomever you serve or whomever you believe in. If that's God, that's Buddha, the universe, Muhammad, whomever. You don't, you know, you're not in a trusting place because you're, everything seems to be going wrong. Everything is sabotaging to your life. So holding on to that past can definitely make you deathly ill or even take you to the grave. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, skimming through some of these talking points because they seem to you know, center around um, self-care, which I, which I think is the essence of this. And here again, you say living in the past is the ultimate result of self-sabotaging behaviors. So tell me a bit about self-sabotaging behaviors and its, its, 
this the correlation with living in the past. So some self-sabotaging behavior is people try to find comfort in food. People try to find comfort in alcohol or drugs or whatever your comfort of choice is. It becomes an addiction because every time something happens, you turn to that. So with food, what ends up happening in so many directions, it can lead to obesity. It can cause, you know, a person to become bulimic. Um, with alcohol, it can affect your health from, you know, affecting your liver and your kidneys. Um, drugs, you know, you're going to that and you're trying to find that comfort where a lot of people have OD'd off of opioids as well as illegal drugs. So it sabotages relationships, it sabotages your health, it sabotages your mindset. You can't really focus on what you want to do because you're trying to put that band-aid over what's going on instead of dealing with it by, you know, letting go, getting therapy, getting a coach, if it's talking to, you know, a priest, a pastor, a bishop, or whomever get that help, you start to, that sabotage just becomes like a storm that just keeps coming, coming, coming in your life, and you don't know how to handle it at, you know, many points. Okay, and and you talked a lot about, or you talked a little bit, I should say, about growing up and your life growing up on uh, traumatic events that you, that you had, that you dealt with that were uh, detrimental that you had to um, get control of, and you say here, come to terms with trauma through self-awareness, therapy, counseling, coaching, or or retreats. Um, I'm assuming that all of those have some value to them. But so, tell me about coming to terms with trauma through self-awareness, and then also go into those therapies and maybe which one you think ultimately, you know, if, if possible offers the most value and the most, uh, success. Um, so through self-awareness, through trauma, I, I was unaware that I was dealing with abandonment issues from my dad dying when I was six. Um, you know, people die and, you never put the two together as just abandonment, but it was abandonment for me. So when I got into relationships, I went into protective mode, and I put everybody in the friend zone because it was safer. If they left, it's okay. It's just the friend zone, and they don't have my heart. Um, same thing with being molested. Um. 2007, I was sexually assaulted, and that incident from being molested came back up for me, and it was just like a roller coaster of stuff that kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. So I became self-aware of those things and how those things connected. I went to therapy, um, had coaching, went to a retreat for a week. And the retreat actually assisted me with understanding that I was dealing with abandonment issues. I already knew I was dealing with grief. It helped me understand that 
I was up, you know, I was upset with my dad for leaving. And just things just kept coming up that gave me awareness of how certain things in my life was playing a part and how these things were contributing to it. You know, getting in and out of relationships that look the same, getting um, the same type of job where it wasn't the same job, but it was the same type of environment. So becoming aware of it was something going on internally in me that was causing this scenario. So I would say for anyone, uh, sometimes you can find therapists that may not be the right fit. It's kind of like you have to keep looking until you find someone that works for you. Um, Coaching, you can do health coaching, you can do emotional coach, you can do a life coach, um, a retreat, find a retreat that works for you and offer you the valuable tools that can help you with your transformation that you're trying to meet in your life. So what about the person who is not, so who who is trying to get out of, out of that sort of a, world of, of, of that, that damaged world of, of the trauma and you know they they may even have heard about the five things that you mentioned but what about the person who doesn't have the or doesn't feel at least they have the ability to speak or to share as yet so it does take time because for me for years with the molestation I was embarrassed for years that, you know, I felt like even though it happened as a kid, I felt like I should have been able to protect myself, which sounds kind of crazy. It's like, okay, a kid trying to protect herself from a teenager. So it does take a while. Um, it takes, it actually starts with you really coming to terms with it because you're not going to truly come to terms with it overnight. So it takes time for you to really realize that, okay, these things are happening or has happened in my life. So it was it's not my fault because sometimes we blame ourselves and I blame myself for the, you know, not being able to protect myself. But everything is not your fault. So you have to look at, okay, well, I have to let go. Even if it's something that you told your parents you felt like your parents didn't protect you, you have to let that go. Because sometimes our parents maybe operating off of situations that they may have had in their own lives. We don't know. So all the times, you know, raising a kid doesn't come with a, um, directions and instructions of what to do. They're working off of what they experienced from their past, of how they were raised. Okay. Um, so as I'm, as I'm thinking, you know, one of the things I'm looking at here too is when you talk about that past, and that's something that we should spend a little time on. Um, and one of the things you say is the past does not define us. Turn trauma and tragedy into triumph. Now, on 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 paper, that looks good. In 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 hearing it, it sounds good. In 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 saying it to someone else, it sounds good. But I think, that, and I'm sure you would agree, that the actual doing is a whole lot more difficult. Um, and 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 I'll even speak, you know, in terms of myself. There's, 
Yeah, I've I've gone through many challenges in life and and um you know, trying to turn trauma and tragedy into triumph is is way more difficult than it sounds. So spend some time on that. So it it is work. Um things still come up for me where, you know, I get frustrated and stressed out when it comes to money still. But I also have to speak positivity over it because my mindset in the past was a whole lot worse than that. And I have to understand that things don't always happen when you want it to happen. It takes work. It's not going to be you wake up and, oh, my God, my past is, you know, I don't even think about it anymore. It's not going to happen. So you have to, you really have to talk yourself in the past like okay this is I don't live in that address anymore you don't define me anymore it happened I'm learning from what happened to move forward in my life so that past situation doesn't affect my present situation so you have to live in the present because what we do where we'll go to the past we'll go to the future we don't even look at what's presently going on in our lives and appreciating what's the present situation in our lives. So it's either like that ping pong, past, future, past, future. And the first thing we say is, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is the future. We never focus on completing what we need to complete for today. So it all starts with, if you're going to make that change, you have to be committed to make that change of letting go of your past trauma. You know, it happens. Don't live there because it's kind of like you're still giving that person that leeway of owning what they did to you. No, don't let them have that anymore. They already took what they took from you. Own it and say, you know what, you will no longer have any part of my life, you will no longer control me. And that's what's the important part of saying, you're not going to control me anymore. I'm taking control of my life this day forward. Okay, so, as, you know, as I think about that, I'm thinking, if, when you get to that point, part of what you're doing is realigning your thoughts. But here you have Realign negative thoughts, behaviors, and words with positivity. So give me some examples. First of all, talk about that, you know, what that journey is like, you know, when because you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's sort of a road filled with peril and relapses. So tell me about realigning negative thoughts, behaviors, and words, and especially when, you know, the things that happen, the way life works is you do some of these positive things and positive things start to happen. And so you build momentum. And as you're building momentum, you, and you've got the euphoria going, and you've got all those uh, internal you know, chemicals and the adrenaline, everything in, in the right place, then you get hit with something with reality that, that threatens the entire thing and reminds you of the, part, the past and the trauma. So tell me about that. It is going to come up because I'm not going to say to anyone, 
oh, no, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have thoughts about your past. You're not going to have negative thoughts. You are going to have those thoughts. You are going to have days that you get really upset and you want to find comfort in whatever your comfort is, if it's food, if it's wine, if it's sleeping, whatever it is. You are going to want to do that. So not saying that you can't have a glass of wine, not saying that you can't have your favorite food, not saying that you can't have a nap and wake up and restart again, but don't make that a situation that you're always finding comfort in because that becomes back to that sabotaging behavior. So just take a moment. Stillness is very important. Stillness and silence is important. Because our minds have so much noise in it sometimes that we are unable to actually sit down and hear what we need to hear. Sit down and just really have that moment for deep breathing and clearing your mind. Take that time. If it's three minutes, five minutes, to an hour, whatever it looks like for you that you can offer yourself at that time for stillness, and just talk to yourself, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to happen. You know, today, okay, that was come on. I'm not going to let that moment sabotage my whole day because that's what we do. If something happens bad at 8 o'clock in the morning, we hold on to it <laughs> until we go to bed. Let it go. It happens. Let it go. Okay, I mean, you know, that is... That, that is that is um I think probably a large percentage of the population, you know, myself included, you know, I, I've 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 actually gone through that process myself because I found it to be um as you said, you know, it, it everything gets better when you let it go. You know, there's so many things that happen even from the time I I I, I get up in the morning and make my way to work. And this is something that I have um actually lectured or, or, or advised some of my staff on over the years in terms of, you know, sometimes they come in and they deal with a coworker or someone and the, the coworker seems angry right off the bat. And I have to remind them that, you know, that person may have just had a bad start to their day. And, you know, how we respond is important because need to get that person to self-reflect and go right to where you're talking about, and that is to realign their, their negative thoughts. Um, and again, it's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. And I think another thing that we get so caught up with uh, based off of what you just said when, you know, your staff, something that their coworker has done or whatever, and we take that deeply, but we have to realize that that's not ourself. Some of the stuff that people say they project onto us, it's not even us. It could be someone left at home and had an argument with their spouse, their kid, traffic, whatever the situation is, and it literally has nothing to do with us. Or it can also be a past situation where something that you did or said could have triggered that person from something from their childhood or early adulthood that has nothing to do with you. So sometimes we have to look at, okay, well, that's not my stuff. That's their stuff. So I'm not going to feed into this because 
this is transfer energy and I'm not doing it. So I'm going to walk away and, you know, hey, when you feel a little better or you need to talk, I'm here. So I think that's another thing that we really need to work on. Okay. So I'm going to sort of give, not the devil's advocate story, but I'm going to give a scenario here where let's say there's someone who's, just been going through it all. I mean, no matter what they do, no matter what they try, it just seems to be, you know, it just seems to be glimpses of good moments in, in, in mixed in a, a whole bucket of, of, of bad and hurtful things. And they get up one day and they decide, today's the day I changed my life. And you said, embark on a successful journey by living in the present, not the past or the future. How do we get ourselves to a mindset of living in the present, and what does that look like? What does it What does it involve, or, you know, or entail, for us to get to that discipline of living in the present? So that looks like appreciation, appreciating what you have in the present. So we are so focused on what we don't have. We're focused on we don't have the money we want. We don't have the job or career we want. We don't have the relationship we want. We don't have the car we want. We focus on all the negative, negative, negative of what we don't have. We don't look at the positive of what we do have. We have a roof over our head. If you're able to pay your bills on time with whatever amount of money you have, um, you have running water, you have food, start looking. If you have a car, if you even have to take the bus or the train that you're able to afford to do those things because there's many people that's not able to afford those things. Looking at what you have because you have to appreciate what you have in order to get the things that you want or you want to manifest because it starts with present for you to get to your future goal. So and forgive the pause, but I'm thinking about that. So, um, how does one go from that place and, 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 and manifest and turn it into a successful future? And, and we talked about things like, you know, monetarily and relationship-wise and health-wise and all these things. You know, how, how, do, how, do, you make, how do you make that materialize? you make it materialize um, by your mindset, your thoughts. It starts with your thoughts. It starts with your beliefs. So if you believe I can have all these great things, you can have it. But it starts with how you treat yourself. Because if you're not treating yourself that well and you're sabotaging yourself and you're going to be self-abusive, because we are very self-abusive to ourselves. Stop doing it. Let it go. So it starts with you in order for you to get to where you want to be. Um, being in Bali, Bali, um, most of the you know, individuals there that live there, they don't have a lot. They're not focused on monetary things. They do their worship. Everybody is very happy, very peaceful. Every time I saw um, an employee at the restaurant that I went in for breakfast, they were always smiling. They were always greeting and giving a hug. 
I came back here. You don't even see that in America. <laughs> it's like people are frowning, and, you know, you really can't see it now because of the mask, but you can read people's body language. Totally night and day. So I had to look at that mindset of these individuals don't have a lie, and they're happy. I come back to America, individuals are upset, they're mad, they're, you know, annoyed, they're ready to fight, they're killing over monetary things. When over there, they don't even care about that. Okay, so but what I happens? Look at and appreciate so, so, so they've got the appreciation down of what they have, which I think is, is, is absolutely necessary. But then, you know, one of the things you said that caught my you know, attention was, well, they don't have much. Suppose their goal is to have much. How do they go from where they are to where they want to be if, if they want to have more? It starts with belief. It starts with you have to work for it because nothing is given to anyone overnight. You have to work for it, and it's not going to be easy. Where I initially was to the point where I am now, I had to work for it. I've worked in mental health, I've, you know, for years. I've worked with, um, in the health department with STD and HIV individuals. I wasn't making much money. Um, now I have my own business. I work for myself. I had to work for those things. I had to believe that I could have those things. What those things look like for me, what my ideal clients are, I had to work for that. And it's not just, you know, working, working, working. It's the mindset of letting my thoughts create, writing down what that looks like. You know, I journal all the time, you know, positive thoughts. I say positive affirmations. I do gratitude. That's how that looks in order for you to get the monetary goals. You have to work for it. You have to make plans. You can't just wake up and say, oh, my God, I want to be rich today. It doesn't work like that. I wish it did, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I think the, I've, I've, left, I've left the best one for last because I think this sort of uh, surmises everything. It says, find daily inner peace with a moment of stillness, peace, silence, meditation, and prayer. That's the lead, but that's a powerful one. That, um, definitely, because your day should begin with that moment of stillness and quiet. And I know most people wake up and they're listening to music. That's great. Listen to music if that's your thing. But I think that moment of when you first wake up, you should give thanks to whoever you worship. You should meditate. Create positive thoughts of how you want your day to be, how you expect your day to be. That expectation of your day is important. Your mindset, beginning mindset, creates how your day should be. Um, have that silent moment. Take 5, 10, 15 minutes to do that. If you need to start getting up earlier to Take that time to do that. Do that. And that's what I feel is important on your day. If you're having a bad day, you're stuck in traffic, 
have moments for stillness and quietness. Um, meditate for a few minutes. You don't have to close your eyes to meditate because I think a lot of people believe they have to do that. No, if you're in the car, if you need to say positive affirmation of I'm not going to, you know, let this situation ruin my day, just a moment, I'm not staying in it, do that. Okay, and so tell me a bit about, as as we kind of go full circle on this, tell me a bit about your motivation and your desire for, your, your motivation for and your desire for also readers of your book, Releasing My Trauma, The Root of Self-Sabotage. So my... Um motivation is that it helps someone. Um, so many people deal with so much trauma, so much sabotage from their past. I hope it gives that awakening to those individuals to say, you know what, I'm I've gone through this. You know, for years I've swept it under the rug. I don't want to sweep it under the rug anymore. I want to acknowledge that this happened to me. So I can be my own voice for myself that was muffled and not heard for so many years. That's the purpose I want to serve. The purpose to have people feel like their voice matters. And for years, I felt like my voice wasn't being heard. And I was like, enough is enough. I'm going to be heard. So um, making those changes for myself, like I said, it's not easy. Um, I have moments where, you know, negative thoughts creep in, I get stressed out, I get frustrated, but I don't stay in those moments. I pray, I meditate, I journal, I sit in silence, I sit in stillness. My Sundays are dedicated. They are Sundays are my mental health day. I don't talk to anybody on Sunday. I'll text you, but I will not verbally talk to anybody on Sundays. Um, I don't go anywhere, typically on Sundays. That's that day for me to focus on me and what I need to do for myself. So that's the purpose. That's where I want people to be, where they're okay with being with themselves and they don't feel like I need to be with somebody all the time. You don't. You need to start dating you, start loving you, becoming your best friend, <laughs> and everything will come. So that's where I want people to be and be okay with it. And especially during COVID, I think people, you know, the suicide rate went up because people were not used to being by themselves. They they did not know what that looked like. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna the way I'm gonna wrap up this episode and I, and it's, it's leaving me with a lot to think about. I think that everyone who listens to this episode um, you know, on the surface, they may, they may think one thing, but I think each person will find something personal uh, embedded in, in, in what you've shared with us. So I'm going to read your lessons learned. I'm going to read your statement, and then I'm going to ask you for your final thoughts on this episode. So you say, some of the most successful, peaceful, and strongest people, mentally, emotionally, and professionally, have actually endured the most struggle and overcome by fall, by failing, failing, and rising back up 
one learns resilience and determination. By being scorned and betrayed, one can learn to move on and begin again. By feeling sad and depressed, one can appreciate the value of choosing happiness. I think for an example, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey went through so much abuse emotionally, sexually. And look where she is now. I'm an example of someone that went through so much. And she talks about how she dealt with depression, how she dealt with, you know, times where she felt she wasn't good enough, that she wasn't pretty. Those type of things. She overcame all of that. She is like a mogul in the industry, in the game of where people want to be. And I, she has coaches. She has several coaches. She has therapists. You know, she does so much stuff in the community. But she was able to overcome her past to be where she is now. It took work for her. It wasn't like, okay, well, this happened. All right, I can be okay. No, she, she struggled with her weight. She struggled with so many things, but she is where she is now. So I think it's all about understanding that it takes work. It's not something that we can do on, on our own, because if that was the case, we would all be able to do it. We can't. So you need the tools and someone who has the mindset to help you and the degrees to help you that has went through whatever you may have went through and have that same experience to help you be a better you. So definitely, you know, a lot of people look down on therapy. Therapy helps a lot of people. Coaching helps a lot of people. Um, retreats help a lot of people. So definitely invest in that. Invest in what's going to make you better. We invest in everything else. Invest in something that's going to help you mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah, and that is that is a great way to wrap up this episode. Um, there's so much more we can talk about. So maybe after your book is released and I get to read it, we can certainly continue the conversation. But and now I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode, for sharing your insight, for, you know, also want to congratulate you, you know, on your own self-awareness and growth. And these are things, you know, as I was listening to you, you would have noticed that I was quiet a lot. And that's because I was reflecting on my own life and so much of what you said, you know, fit into, you know, my life and the lives of other people I know about and people who are going through struggles right now that I've spoken to. So I'm hoping that, you know, enough people get, you know, real value out of this episode and it creates at least a starting point for them to move forward. So thank you so much for being a guest on 247 Real Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Um, definitely appreciate what you're doing and, you know, opening that mindset for people to go into a positive light in their lives because we definitely need it at this point. Yes, we certainly do. Thank you so much. Please don't hang up. Stay on the line. I'll be right back.
I want to say a very special thank you to my guest, Lejeune Singleton, for a really great conversation and a lot of thought-provoking um, advice that we can all use to lift ourselves, not just out of this time with the challenges of the past two years and what seems to be in a forever ongoing uh, battle with variants of COVID, etc., but in life in general, you know, being dissatisfied with where we are and creating the right path and the right mindset to get to where you want to be. So thank you so much, Lejeune, for uh, gracing us with your presence and your knowledge. As always, I want to thank my listeners for their continued support and for making this podcast not only possible, but a success. Reminding you, you can listen to this episode and every episode of 247 Real Talk on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to leave me a message, if you'd like to leave a message for my guests, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can send me an email at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and each other.